Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. Kentucky and Vandy set to battle in Nashville tonight. That's a 7 p.m. Eastern time tip on ESPN. Kentucky enters number 18 in the AP poll, number 17 in the coaches poll, 12 and 3 on the season, 2 and 1 in league play. Vanderbilt 9 and 5 on the season and 1 and 1 in league play. Uh, Vandy kicked off SEC play last uh, week with a road win at Arkansas and then followed it with a close home loss versus South Carolina. Kentucky obviously uh, kicked off SEC play with a win versus, versus Missouri at Rupp Arena in December and then a road loss at LSU last week. And then they got a 92 to 77 victory versus Georgia at home on Saturday. So I want to dive into a little bit of a scouting report on Vandy. Uh, you all really gave me a lot of feedback on the Georgia scouting report episode. So we're going to make this a thing throughout the entire season and into the NCAA tournament and beyond uh, into next year. I'm going to do a scouting report for every single opponent as long as uh, time allows it, but I'll do my best to make sure I get them out there every single game. But everything with this Vanderbilt team, it starts and ends with Scotty Pippen Jr. That's a guy that's played uh, very well against Kentucky uh, a player who is one of the most used players in college basketball when you look at Ken Palm. I mean, Vanderbilt uses him at a high clip, whether it's on the ball, off the ball. I've watched a ton of tape the last couple of days, and they get him involved in so many different ways, whether it's on the ball or off the ball. He's, he's really good in ball screen. They run a lot of stagger screen looks, a, a lot of misdirection to get things going one way, and then it comes back with a stagger set. Uh, with Scotty Pippen Jr. I watched the Diamond Head Classic where they played BYU out there in the semifinal, a win for for Vandy. And they do a lot of stagger screens and then straight into a dribble handoff ball screen that got Scotty Pippen Jr. to turn the corner and get some easy plays at the rack. Uh, late in clock, they'll do some stuff with him in ball screen or they'll they'll do some stuff off the ball, like I said. So it's it's a guy that Kentucky's got to have a lot of eyes on. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, his numbers are down compared to what they have been, but that doesn't mean that he's, he's any less a player. He, he's not as efficient as he has been in the past, but still averaging 18.3 points per game, 43.1% field goals, 30.7% 30, 30.7% from three-point range, uh, gets to the free throw line a ton. He's 22nd in the country in free throw attempts, 65 of 89, shooting 73% from the line. Now, Pippen struggled in Vandy's loss to South Carolina on Saturday. He did finish with 17 points. 15 of those were in the second half. He only knocked down four of 11 shots. Nine of those points were from the free throw line. So this is a Vanderbilt team that does an excellent job getting to the free throw line. So just looking at overall stats, they're 47th in the country in free throws made, 217 made free throws. So they, they do an excellent job getting there. They're 217 for 299 on the season as a team from the stripe. 72.6%. Uh, from the floor, they're 40.7%. From three-point line, 100 of 329, 30.4%. They will take and make the three. Uh, as a group, they've hit uh, eight or more threes in 10 games and then 10 or more in six games. So just like I said on the last game, uh, this is a team that will take and they will make the three. You just can't let multiple guys get hot. Like for Kentucky to win this game, in my opinion, Scottie Pippen Jr. can go get his average. He can go get 18, 19, 20. You just can't have someone else go get 17, 18, 19, 20, or then you're going to be in a dogfight. So talking about Vandy, they're second in the country with four players scoring 20 or more in a game this season. 
Uh, Pippen's done it five times. Jordan Wright has done it one time. Uh, Lawrence has done it one time. And uh, Studi, Miles Studi has done it one time as well. And we'll get into the rest of the scouting board on Studi. Studi's a three-point shooter, going to take and make the three as well. Uh, but this is a team, like I said, they get to the free throw line. They shoot the three. If this becomes a game where they hit 10 or more threes or say like eight to 11 threes and then they get to the free throw line 25 to 30 times, this is probably going to be a close ball game. You, you cannot let that happen, especially Memorial Gym tonight in Nashville. But moving through the scouting report, talking about Scotty Pippen Jr., he has turned the ball over more than he's got assists this season. 46 turnovers to 39 assists. Jordan Wright, his backcourt running mate there, also with 34 turnovers to only 21 assists, right at 6'6", 215, averaging 12.7 points per game. That's the only two scorers in double figures for Vandy. Pippen Jr. at 18.3 and Wright at 12.7. Just what I talked about a minute ago with free throws. Scotty Pippen Jr., 22nd in the country in free throw attempts. Jordan Wright is a guy that you cannot foul. He's shooting 85.7% from the free throw line this year, 42 of 49 at the line. He'll also take a lot of threes. He's 18 of 56 on the season, 32.1%. But what getting back to the free throw stripe, you can't let Vandy get free points at the free throw line, and then you can't let them bury 10 plus threes on you, or, or this will be a dogfight for Kentucky. Miles Studi, another guy, 6'7", 210, 8.6 points per game, 28 of 68 at the three-point line, 41.2%. Another guy that knocks them down at the free throw line, 78.9%, 15 to 19 uh, from the free throw line this season, 68 of his 87 shot attempts this year have been from the three point line. He hunts that shot. You got to stay attached. You can't let him. You can't leave him free, or he he will burn you up from that point. That that's the guy on this roster you do not want to leave open from the three point line. And then uh, Quentin Melora Brown is their big 6'10", 235, 5.1 points per game. Not a good free throw shooter. 15 to 26, 57.7%. So if you do put somebody at the line, that's the guy that you want to do it. He is the key for them on the glass and defensively. Uh, but here's a key stat with him too. We, we talked a lot about assist turnovers a minute ago, and then their guards having more turnovers than they do assist. Crazy enough, uh, Melora Brown has 23 assists, only nine turnovers at the five spots. So uh, that's a stat that stood out to me with him. Trey Thomas is another guy that plays a lot of minutes for Vandy. They actually have eight players averaging 18-plus minutes a game. So that even though Malore Brown, if he gets in foul trouble, it changes the game, takes him out being that defensive presence, that post that rebounding presence for Vandy. They do have a lot of guys that have played a lot of minutes this season. But Trey Thomas is going to be a guy that 100% looks for the three-point shot. So over the course of his Vanderbilt career, of his 218 career shots, 161 of them have been from three. So that, that, that's a very high clip. 63 of his 83 this season have been threes. And he's 18 of 63 from the three-point line. I know that percentage is not good, 28.6%. It was just shy of 40 last year. He shot 39% uh, from the three-point line a season ago. So he is a guy that can get hot. He did knock down five threes in the win at Arkansas. He didn't knock down a three in their loss at South Carolina. So that's a guy that is definitely looking for the three-point stroke, and you can't let him have it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, going through the list here, 110 steals as a team for Vandy. They do turn people over. They're 23rd in the country in turnovers for 16.9 per game, which ranks fourth in the SEC. Uh, and then 28th in the country in turnover margin. So this is a team that looks to turn you over. Defensively, they're 42nd in the country and fourth in the SEC in scoring defense at 62.4 points allowed. Uh, so this is a team that if you, if you turn it over against them and you don't shoot well, uh, you could find yourself in a dogfight. And then we know in this series between Kentucky and Vandy, Kentucky has won 10 straight games in this series. But since Jerry Stackhouse has been in Va- at Vandy, been a lot of close games. Uh, this is a team this season that five their their five losses have been by an average margin of eight points, and uh, four games in this the last four games in this series, average margin of seven point five points. Uh, they've lost twenty eight games under Jerry Stackhouse by an average margin of six point seven. So they have lost a ton of close games under Stack. But uh, a team that just outside a quad one victory in the net, they're seventy ninth in the net going into this matchup. They were. 71 to I think going into South Carolina so it would have been a quad one road victory for Kentucky if they could pick it up but it, it now it's a quad two and obviously the net rankings that stuff fluctuates throughout the season whether it's quad one quad two now, like I said on the previous episode Alabama lost at Missouri on Saturday and at the time that was a quad four loss and then Missouri jumps 40 spots in the net so it's no longer uh is bad so I mean that's that's just the way the net rankings work so once you get into late February early March that's where your body of work starts to take shape in that resume uh, but that's that's a lot of stats there on Vandy uh, they have forced 14 or more turnovers in 10 games they forced 15 or more in nine games so uh, going back to keeping and taking care of the basketball will Savir Wheeler play we have no idea uh, we'll wait and see when we get to Nashville I will be in Nashville tonight uh, but Ty Ty Washington if he's playing point he took care of the ball 17 assists only two turnovers uh, versus Georgia uh, no students in the crowd tonight at Vandy. So that definitely uh, puts a damper on the atmosphere when it comes to the to Vanderbilt side. There's usually a lot of Kentucky fans in Memorial Gymnasium. I would expect that to be the same way tonight. So uh, not expecting as much of a rowdy crowd as maybe what we would have thought uh, going into this matchup. I know Vandy announced that last week that there would be no students for this matchup. So uh, definitely – Hurts Vandy's chances of having a big-time home atmosphere there in Nashville. I always enjoy covering games at Memorial Gymnasium just because it's so odd and uh, so weird. And and Killing Grady has actually played a game at Vandy. Davion Mintz has been at Vandy. Keon Brooks, uh, Savir Wheeler has played at Vandy. So Kentucky has guys on this roster that have experience in this weird atmosphere and setting. Uh, but it, it's going to come down to how well does Kentucky play, obviously. if To me, if Kentucky plays well across the board – they're a team that's very difficult to beat. But then if they get in a situation to where they're inefficient on offense and they have a hard time running their half-court sets, 
uh, that's when things get dicey like they did at, at LSU, but they also didn't have a point guard on the roster down the stretch. Tata Washington was excellent. So if he's manning the point guard spot tonight, you have a ton of confidence in him getting the job done. Uh, he was so good with his pace out of pick and roll situations, uh, pocket passes to Oscar Sheboy and those bigs, uh, attacking the hedge defender in the big, whether that be from a 15-foot pull-up jumper or hesitation and getting to the rack or making a play for someone else. He gained a ton of confidence in that matchup. I could see Oscar Sheboy having another big game in this one, especially if they can get Melora Brown in foul trouble, then Oscar Sheboy will have a ton of success, in my opinion. Uh, could be another big night for Oscar. Uh, you like to see Kellen Grady get going. You'd like to see Davion Mintz continue that hot streak that he's on. Uh, but before we wrap up here, let's talk a little bit about where Kentucky is in standing or in net ranking. So Kentucky's 16th in the net, and they're still 10th in Ken Palm. They're 11th in adjusted offensive efficiency at 116.9, and then 21st in defense at 92.6. So outside the top 20 in that defensive category, those teams that get to the Final Four, win national championships, they're typically in the top 20 in both of those categories. So you'd like to see that defensive efficiency climb a little bit more. But I think that that kind of took a hit without Sabir Wheeler. Uh, if Sabir Wheeler's on the floor, he is going to add an element defensively that no one else does. He's a gnat on the ball, very disruptive. He helps Kentucky in that category. And then uh, offensively as well, like with, with the assist. But I think Kentucky found something against Georgia, and I want to see if that continues tonight. Even if Sabir plays, I want to see what happens if, if they go to Tata Washington with the ball in his hands in that ball screen action. It was so good against Georgia that I think that it, it's going to have to be a part of this offense, especially late in games in situations where you need a basket. I want Tata Washington in that ball screen action if, if, if he is indeed as good the rest of the way as what we saw at Georgia. Now, 17 assists, hard to live up to. That was Davion Mintz hitting threes. That was Oscar Sheboy hitting 15-footers. That's not a realistic number to average. Uh, but just the decision-making, putting those guys in those spots to be successful, that's what I liked about uh, Ty Ty Washington versus Georgia. Uh, big game. Kentucky needs to get a win before they head into uh, three really, really good matchups, quad one opportunities for Kentucky, Tennessee Saturday at Rupp Arena, at Texas A&M, and then at Auburn. Uh, so tough schedule coming up. Kentucky needs to get this win in Nashville. That's a team that – probably feels like they've let some opportunities get away from them against Kentucky in, in recent years. So you you want to see Kentucky kind of answer the bell, arrive there, take care of business, and then uh, get back to Rupp Arena on Saturday for a huge matchup with Tennessee. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. Derek and I will both be back tomorrow to recap everything that happens in Nashville. Until then, I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.